This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hello and welcome to the Girl Fit Method podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Wakefield, and I am here to help you take charge of your health, get empowered, and ultimately become the best version of yourself. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Girl Fit Method podcast. I am so excited to bring you today's podcast episode. I wanted to mention that I will be revealing the Gymshark voucher giveaway winner at the end of this podcast episode. So make sure you hang around to hear if you are the winner. If you do want to go into the draw to win a $100 Gymshark voucher, then what you need to do is leave a rating, leave a review, send, take a screenshot of it and send it to me on Instagram. Send it to me via DMs and you will go into the running to win the voucher. All right, let's get stuck into today's podcast episode. Hello and welcome back to the Girl Fit Method podcast. On today's podcast episode, I am joined by Girl Fit Method member Bethany. Hey, Bethany, how are you? Hi, good. So glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. I always love being able to jump onto Zoom with our clients to be able to connect with them this way. It's it's so strange. I guess like you can feel like you build up this relationship with someone. You feel like you know each other. We actually haven't ever met in person, but that's the beauty of technology. Essentially, we're able to connect from wherever we are in the world, which is unreal. Yeah, I think it's pretty amazing that somehow in the midst of all of space and time. I found you on Instagram and now I have a coach in Australia and we're meeting for the first time by Zoom and it's all crazy. It is absolutely unreal. And uh, so we're going to talk about your story today and your journey. It's a really powerful one and I know it's going to resonate with a lot of people and help a lot of people as well. But I want our listeners to get to know you a little bit first. So give us a summary of who you are and I guess like a little bit about I guess your family, what you do, um, hit us. Sure. So um, I guess it's it's funny when people ask you who you are, it's so, uh, so quick to jump to what we do for a living, right? So like what I do for a living is I'm a lawyer um, and have spent the past five years litigating um, kind of a heavy desk job. Um, and so that's been what I've been doing professionally. Uh, and I guess, you know, I've in the past year really come to, um, connecting with my body a lot more, wanting to connect with my body a lot more because, you know, being a lawyer, it's a lot of it's very sedentary. Um, and I found my body changing quite a lot in a way that didn't make me feel deeply connected to it. So I was looking for something, an outlet to um, kind of really help me and end up finding the girlfit method. Uh, it's been really changing, like kind of life altering for me, actually, if I want to be totally honest. Um, so very excited to be here. And then I'm also um, what else is going on in my life? I'm getting married in a month. So this, uh, this program has been also what I've kind of done in terms of like prep for that with, you know, just being in touch with my body for that. And yeah, so that's kind of what I've been doing professionally. And that's what's going on in my personal life. Um, my family, oh, I don't know, where do you even start with that? I mean, they, I, they are 
they are teachers, artists, um, and they live, you know, up north, but uh, I get to see them when I can. Yeah, I love that. Um, you're a very accomplished person, a very high achieving person. And I, what's funny about that is for whatever reason, I tend to, Girlfit Method tends to draw in girls like that or women like that. And I think it's because what we do is if we, you know, that's saying the way that you do one thing is how you do everything, I think really bleeds into that in that when we decide we want to make a change, we go all in or those expectations that we place on ourselves with our health and fitness can sometimes um, be a lot of pressure because we put pressure on ourselves. And I think, you know, the message that we send really is learning to have balance and learning how to do things the right way. So um, I want to talk about, I guess, where did it all start for you? A question I love to ask people is when did you first become aware of your body do you remember do you have like a a pinpoint moment okay so this is this is kind of funny you asked me my name uh earlier it's bethany but in middle school someone pulled me to the side and they said the boys have given you a nickname and i was like what oh my gosh i've never actually told this story to anyone before so this is kind of nerve-wracking they're like your nickname is triple b and i was like what is that mean and they're like it stands for bethany boobs and butt and i was like i was like oh my goodness that was horrifying i mean maybe as an adult you'd be like oh hey as a 12 year old i was like this is terrifying and then i realized that my body was kind of like the subject of attention um and i know you've talked a lot in your podcast about how women's bodies are the subject of attention quite a lot throughout our lives. And I feel like for me around middle school that that started. Um, and, you know, over the years, there have been things that people have said that have like stuck really firmly in my mind and kind of colored the way that I thought about my body and my relationship with my body for a long time. Like at some point, some guy in high school said, you know, you'd be smoking hot if you lost 20 pounds. (laughs) And like, I was probably the same weight I am now. And I don't know if people have like seen my pictures online or whatever, but I'm not like an extremely, like I, I have somewhat of a smaller build and I've, you know, kind of watched my figure or whatnot, but like to have somebody tell you that you'd be way, way hotter if you lost 20 pounds is like, that'll, that'll stick in your psyche, you know? So um, it's been a while to come away from that and to find a really healthy, a much healthier relationship to me and my body. Um, And I've gone through a number of the sagas that I feel like I've heard a lot of the women on your podcast talk about. I've gone through cycles where I've, you know, been deep, deep, deep in cardio land and that's all I do. And I run, you know, five, 10 miles a day um, and drop my calories really low. I've done that. Um, I've come out of that too, because that got so scary that I was just like, I don't want to do anything uh, in terms of like fitness or counting calories, because when I do, I'm afraid I'm going to like get sucked into this spiral. Um, Can I, I'm just going to, I want to pause on that point because I think that's a really, really important point. And something that I find a lot of girls struggle with is that when they've come from that history of 
going into any kind of diet or any kind of exercise regime and they've taken it to the extreme, when they Mm -hmm. pull back, they don't quite know how to get back into it in a way that isn't going to be triggering, that isn't going to mean they end up with those same habits that they had adopted prior And it's very interesting because, as you would know as well, you need to be incredibly careful because you absolutely can fall back into old habits quite easily. And I think, actually, I'd really love to know from your perspective, when you had, so when you're saying you were doing a lot of cardio, you were eating low calories, did you have guidance there or were you just taking action based on what you thought was best for you to get results? Completely the latter. Um, And there's so much more education out there now. I mean, like, I, I was just doing what I thought I needed to do, which was like consume as few calories as possible and work out as much as possible. And I didn't necessarily have a plan. Um, And I ran a lot because I don't know, I just thought that was the way you were supposed to burn calories. Um, And yeah, once I felt like I kind of had that sort of spiral into a place where I wasn't in control of it, really, and I started getting all of this praise externally from people being like, you look amazing, you look like a whole new person. I was like, oh, all of this entire space is toxic. I don't want to participate in the whole fitness space because it means I'm going to be in an unhealthy spot and I don't want to be in an unhealthy spot. So like, I just left it all behind for a long time. And I got, I I don't, I don't really have the build where I ever got like really, really, you know, I never put on like a hundred pounds or whatever, but I definitely for many, many years was like, quote unquote, skinny fat, because I thought I, I was either running or not doing any exercise at all. And I absolutely refused to count calories because I thought it was going to turn into this, you know, very psychotic space. And it doesn't have to be like that. Thank goodness. You know what I mean? It really doesn't have to be like that. But it took a long time to get to a place where I was even willing to admit to myself that I wanted a fit body because I thought wanting a fit body meant that I was going to want to be in a space that was unhealthy because I was going to have to do unhealthy things. And then I thought it was like vain and selfish and self-centered. And why would anyone spend that much time in the gym? And, you know, I I wasn't thinking about it from the perspective of, oh, my body is this really sacred, precious vessel where if I give it enough time and attention to its own strength and power, it will support me through life. Mm. And it really wasn't through like, it was through kind of going, getting to a place of feeling like I didn't. I needed to find a solution and I started looking for people, you know, and I found your podcast and stuff like that and that and a few other books and stuff. And and it just, it made me feel like there was another way and there is another way. There is. And what I want to touch on there is the motivation behind wanting to make a change with your health and fitness is everything. And what can be really difficult is that And I remember back to my own story and maybe for you as well, is that I just remember feeling so unhappy with the way that my body looked that I just wanted to take any kind of drastic action towards changing that, right? Whether that was to get reinforcement of the way that I looked, like you mentioned, people commenting and complimenting 
or me just feeling so uncomfortable, not liking who I was. And so the, the protocol that I adopted to be able to lose weight or to look toned was so unhealthy because I was so desperate to change the way that I looked. What that will do inevitably is really foster this unhealthy relationship with food, no doubt, because the motivation behind it is actually coming from a place of hatred and is actually coming from a place of self-hatred. You're hating your body into trying to change it, right? That's like, that is where girls go wrong. Now, there is methods in order to, and there is nothing wrong with wanting to feel good in your body. There's nothing wrong with wanting to change the way that it looks. There's nothing wrong with that. But what it comes down to is why, like, why are you wanting to change it? Are you wanting to change it? Like exactly what you just said, Bethany, because you've got this vessel that is going to carry you through for the rest of your life. You want to respect it and you want to be the best version of yourself, which we should all want to be at all times in our life. We want to be the best version of us. And a huge part of that is what you put in your mouth and is also how you move and how much movement you do. So there's nothing inherently wrong with that. When you take the pressure off and when it's not this desperate need to change, when you're coming from a place of self-respect and wanting to get strong, then the process of changing your body, the process of losing weight then becomes Uh, a decision where you're going, all right, well, let's look at the actions that I'm going to take here. Number one, are these going to be healthy for me? Is it going to be sustainable? And I actually want to do it the right way. And so there's not this anxiety to have to change because you are already okay as a person. You already have that self-respect in your body. And now what you're going to do is treat it the way that it should be treated, which is exactly the place that you got to. However, It's all good and well to say that, but it's very difficult to arrive at that place. What's it? Yeah. And and that's what I want to sort of ask you about here is what was it that made you want to make the shift or allowed you to make that shift from, I hate my body. I need to change it to, I respect my body and I want it to be the best it can possibly be. I love that question. Um, And it's simply You know, I would love to say that I had this massive epiphany and was just like, I'm deeply in love with myself and nothing is ever going to shake my self-worth again. It wasn't like that. I kind of woke up one day and was like, two things happened. Number one, I was going to be getting married in a year. And I was like, if there's any time that a woman is given, quote unquote, like societal permission to like really invest in her body, it's like before a wedding for better or for worse. It just felt like a time where I could just fully give my all to like trying to work out my body. And like, I wasn't going to, you know, say, well, you're being selfish because you're not spending all of your time at work. Like I was going to be like, I'm giving myself that year. So that was one thing. But I think the other thing for arriving at it from like a real place of love was I got tired of judging myself. I got tired of looking at myself in the mirror and thinking, I don't like this or that about my body. I was just fed up with it because I, I'm like, I'm in my mid thirties. How many years have I looked in the mirror and just been like, well, you have to love yourself because if you don't love yourself, you're like a bad person for loving yourself, but you don't really love what you see in the mirror. And I was like, I don't want to, I don't feel like I was doing everything that I could be doing to learn how to care for my body. I was like, I had just been doing the same thing over and over Mm -hmm. for year after year without 
falling in love with myself. And I felt like I had earned the right to fall in love with myself. So I was like, whose body, if I could kind of not have their body, because I'm going to always have my own body. But like, if I were to look in the mirror and be like, dang, that girl's on fire. What kind of body would I personally want to be looking at? And I was like, I would like to be looking at a very strong body. Like I find myself when I see women who look strong, I admire them. I'm like, they're taking care of themselves. So how do I get a strong looking body? Well, it's not the 10 miles of cardio a day because that hasn't done it for me. I've tried. (laughs) So like who's doing this and who's doing it well? And so I went and I started looking, frankly, on social media for like women who I could, who like who I thought were doing what looked like a good job. And there were commonalities and these women were lifting weights and they were fueling their body with like high levels of protein and quality nutrition. And I was like, oh, maybe I should just try their formula for a while, see if it works, who knows? But like, I wanna fall in love with myself. I wanna try and give myself the time and the energy that I think it takes. And I started following a progressive overload program. I picked yours, but I was looking at a number of, you know, different programs and they had many similar themes of, you know, certain kinds of training. And I started yours. And within a couple of months, I started to notice like real changes. And it wasn't like I went from zero to two months later, feeling like I had the perfect body. No. And it's now it's been a year and I still don't feel like I'm quote unquote, fully where I want to be. But another thing that you and others that I have followed have said over is trust the process and like it takes time and don't compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 10. Mm. So I've just been like following the process. And it's so amazing because I started it thinking that I wanted a particular outcome, but it really is falling in love with doing the work itself because how do you get the chapter 10 body by going through chapters one through nine and so like you have to fall in love with the fact that you're giving yourself that time every day or every not every day like every however many days you work out or whatever and it's been just really nourishing to give myself that so yeah I was able I was able to do it from a place of love after I got tired of doing it from a place of not love, I guess. I love that. I love that. And you're so right. I mean, it's, we hear all the time, you know, enjoy the journey and you kind of roll your eyes at it like, yeah, whatever, but there's actually no end destination. (laughs) There really isn't with health and fitness because your body, you can have a goal to look a certain way now, but in six months time, that goal might change. And in six months time, you might have a completely different life, which is going to mean you're going to need to adjust things, which then means you need to adjust your expectations of the way that you look. This is like a day in, day out. This is a decision that someone or yourself or myself, we make on a daily basis that today we're going to take care of ourselves the way that we can best considering the kind of life that we lead. And that's what we do day in, day out. And you absolutely will end up seeing those results, but there's not this there's not this once I arrive here, I'll be happy. You celebrate those small wins and the habits that you implement on a daily basis, which then really compound over time. It's like um, that book, Atomic Habits, you know, you habit stack. So what you think about doing is um, creating a habit. And this could even look like, you know, even if you do struggle with 
overexercise and really sticking to your diet to the point where it's kind of like neurotic, it's not healthy, then what those little habits can look like is, all right, well, I'm going to shift my focus off of that. Today, I honored my body and I rested. All right, awesome. That is a a wonderful win to then celebrate. The next day, because I rested, I hit a PR in the gym. Awesome. That's another win. These are the little goals that we're going to celebrate along the way because that actually makes up your life. And this is, is this not the same with every single thing in our lives is that we think once we achieve this, once we get this, we'll be happy. That's what we want. And the goalpost moves and it moves again and it moves again. And life is like right now, like today, this present moment. And that's what we need to really be present in and really celebrate what we can achieve on a daily basis instead of being so focused on this end goal. And there's so many just gems and like lessons along the way, which then build up your your confidence as well to be a happier person, to live your best life. Um, Oh, I completely agree with that. That makes so much sense. Like, and the idea that we're really living in the present and celebrating what our bodies can do today and the the wins stick like stack up over time and you got to be there like in the journey for those wins. It's so true. Like, you know, day one, when I started, I don't even know if I could do a push up. Now I can like break out 15. And I like, was able to like, I can do a pull up now. I've never been able to up in my life, but it didn't go from, you know, it, it's like you take the picture, you see the pictures online, the progress pictures, and they're snapshots in time. But if you don't really stick through all of those days and the ups and downs and the day where you can't do what you you were able to do the day before because your muscles are just too tired and you're not able to do it. So you feel like it's repression, but it's not, you know, you just got to like keep riding those waves and trust it. It it really is about enjoying the process and then being able to look back and go, wow, I've come so far and I didn't Mm. I didn't you know it. It took showing up more often than not for that to happen. But also your program's so good at mindset. Like that's one thing that I love about the girl fit method. One thing that it really like helped me work on was the non-judgmental mindset. Um, Because you're so right that life is happening around us all the time. You have things pulling you in a certain direction. Something happens in your personal life. Something happens in your work life. You, You have to travel. You get sick. Things happen and you can end up. If you're like me before, it might throw a wrench wrench in my workout plan. And then it's like I throw up my hands and I go, oh, everything's derailed. Instead of, oh, well, I guess this now becomes my unexpected rest day. Mm. You know, oh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to roll with it and then, you know, get back on the train tomorrow. And it, it, it all works out if you just sort of trust that it's all unfolding. Exactly. Exactly. It is, um, it doesn't require extremes and mindset, you know, I I just remember thinking back to when I was in my twenties and there would be no way that I would focus on mindset when it came to my health and fitness or wanting to change my body, because that wasn't going to change my body, right? Mm -hmm. Working on my mindset wasn't actually going to make me lose weight. It is, but that's how I was thinking back then. No, no, no. I want to take action. No, no, no. I want to eat less. I want to exercise more. That's what's going to change things. But exactly what you said, if you work on your mindset, you get rid of this all or nothing mentality, then you realize, oh, okay, everything balances out, 
if I have the right mindset. It's when we get into this desperation, when we go, you know what, we need to go full bore, we can't sustain that, then we end up falling off the bandwagon, then we feel terrible about ourselves and we feel guilty and then it's like, oh, back at it again. And it is this vicious cycle that never ends because girls don't want to slow down and they don't want to fix their mindset. I talk all the time about the mindset is like you're building a house and it's the foundation of the house. And if that is not strong, the house will crumble. And all that's happening, and you know, you've done it in the past, I've done it in the past as well, is that we focus so much on the walls. We're focused on the interior. We're focused on the roof, right? Hoping that's all okay. Then when a storm comes in, then when we, you know, for whatever reason, can't stick to our program or we overeat or we don't get to a workout we wanted to, then that crumbles. And then what? We're back at square one once again. You build that solid foundation, the rest is easy and it'll stay there and it'll be sustainable for you in the long term. Bethany, you are just like amazing. You're such a strong individual and you did, and I, I, you know, we talk about this now and it seems really easy, but it's not easy. It's hard and it requires you to continue to step out of your comfort zone and to push past negative thoughts and limiting beliefs and times when you're just not feeling motivated. I just want to like, first of all, congratulate you on that. It's such a reflection of your character and the fact that I can see the lightness in you now and that health and fitness is a part of your world and you're better for it because you've got that balance, which I'm just so incredibly, so incredibly happy for you. And it's been such an honor with coach Vanessa as well to be a part of that process and that journey with you. What I want to know is because it's always so good hearing it from people that have been through it. So it's things have really changed for you. What piece of advice would you give to someone that's listening that was maybe that's currently maybe in the position that you were prior to make a change and maybe think about when you were in that situation, what advice would you want to give yourself? Mm. Put you on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> I- it's it's funny because um you know it's weird to think that i've been doing this more or less consistently for a year um and to know on the one hand that i've come really far in my own self confidence um and really uh i do mean self confidence not in terms of like what people are telling me externally and feeling lots of grounding and validation from that um although i have had you know people say some nice things that are that are not toxic that are just like it seems like you're taking good care of yourself now and that that's a positive thing to hear but I really mean internally do you feel like you're taking care of yourself Mm. you know like I guess my advice would be you know to do the inner work of asking yourself do you feel like you're in a place in your life where you are judgmental toward your body and if so is there a way to be kind and loving toward your body is there a way to say you know when have I ever felt good or at home in my body and how can I spend more time cultivating those feelings in my body um and so I would say that you know if you don't feel like you're there it's okay to make the shift. It's okay to make the pivot. It's okay to invest in yourself and give yourself the grace of your own time and your own money to focus on you because it really does 
make you feel better. And when you feel better, you can go out and tackle so much more. So it's not like you just end up with, you know, a quote unquote better body and walk out into the world and, you know, everything is perfect and hunky dory. That's not what it's, that's not like what life is like, you know, it's, and it's certainly not my life right now. Um, but like you do end up feeling like you have more energy. You do end up feeling like, you know, you have more confidence in your own strength and your ability to actually grow and measurably like in the weights that you can pick up in the things that you can do you can lift your I can lift my own suitcase into the airplane container now you know yeah that is is self-confidence and that's going to make you feel good I when I thought about what I had allowed myself to invest in for myself before it was like education I spent the equivalent of a down payment on a home to get a law degree and I'm like that's amazing that I was able to do that to be able to like, you know, give myself the opportunity to make money. But I wasn't willing to give myself the opportunity financially and in time the same way to take care of my own body before. Mm. And that to me is like, okay, so I'm willing to give myself the time and the energy to create the kind of foundation to give a bunch of my life to my employer. And I'm grateful for my employer and I'm grateful to have a job, but I wasn't willing to give myself the own, my own time and money to take care of my own body that I live in every day. Mm. So, you know, that's the kind of, I don't know if that's one summation of advice, but it's like, love yourself, you know, like, do you feel like you love yourself? And if not, what can you do to really show yourself and show yourself that you're deserving of, of investment and time? There's a lot in there. My goodness. Yeah, you're you're exactly right. And it is funny how we don't we don't prioritize it. And I think a part of that is a lot of it is fear. Uh we think we can do it ourselves, number one. And number two, there is a sense of control that feels very comforting when it does come to the protocols that we all use with our health and fitness. And I think sometimes giving that over and giving over control can feel really terrifying. And so we feel like we want to hold on to that so we can control maybe the way that our body looks, especially if we place a lot of value in that. Uh, It's a really, really interesting point and really encouraging. And I really hope the girls that are listening to this take it on board. And uh, Mm -hmm. you were saying you hit your mid-30s and you just thought, I am sick and tired of this. And that's exactly what happened to me. I was younger, but I was like, you know what? I am sick and tired of hating myself and punishing my body and not getting anywhere and it taking up so much of my life and so much of my mental space. Like I'm sick of it. Sick of it. I'm taking back control. And that is when things change. Yes, I can see. If you guys aren't watching on YouTube, (laughs) Bethany's clapping. It is true because there's real life at the other end of that. The, The life that you're living, if that's you at the moment, is not life. You're completely controlled. But when you gain back control, that's when the good stuff happens and you can start to live completely free of fear. Thank you so much, Bethany. It's been an absolute honor having you on. You are such a superstar. And I know this conversation is going to help so many girls. Okay. Thank you so much, Coach Ash. It's just super fun to be here. Thank you. My pleasure. I loved that podcast episode and I'm sure that you guys did as well. I am just popping in your ears to let you know who the winner of the $100 Gymshark voucher is and it is Pamela Savoni. Oh, P-A-M-E-L-A. 
S-A-V-O-N-E. You sent me a screenshot, left me a rating on Spotify. A big, big, big thank you. Please reach out to me on Instagram and I will get you that Gymshark voucher. All right, guys, that is it for me. Until next week, big love, Coach Tash. Coach Tash.